Thanks for tuning in to the Tom Nicola podcast, the audio version of my written articles. By the way, if you're not subscribed to the Nicola newsletter, you're missing out. Each Thursday, I send out the Nicola newsletter, which includes two or three of my own articles and a number of other published pieces I've discovered the previous week. My subscribers love the variety of content, which for the most part centers on faith, fitness, and fortitude in this increasingly crazy world. Of course, the Nicola newsletter is free. Just go to tomnicola.com slash subscribe. All right, on to the article. How to protect yourself from wildfire, air pollution, and PM 2.5. Here in Wisconsin, we had one of the worst air quality index levels ever this past week. Smoke from Canada's wildfires hung in the air, creating a thick haze. The smoke didn't bother me, but I assume that some people would be extra sensitive to it. As the day progressed, I started thinking of ways people might protect themselves from the effects of wildfire air pollution, including the use of supplements or essential oils and other simple choices. I also wondered, of course, how much of the hysteria about the air quality index was created by simply having an air quality index to look at. It would be like having an app that notifies you of each crime as it happens in Minneapolis. Nobody would want to go there. We don't watch any mainstream media or local news, but I can imagine it was one of the top stories in the news cycle, creating unnecessary fear. While Canada's wildfires might be at record levels, it isn't the first time in history that people have breathed in polluted air. But we've been conditioned to fear a lot more about everyday life in recent years. It's possible our adoption of the safety culture has made us more likely to freak out from a day of smoky air, whereas in the past we'd carry on with life without giving it much thought. Whichever the case, there are some things you can do to keep your lungs healthy in the midst of higher levels of smoke. Use this as a guide when facing a similar circumstance as we were this past week. And remember that I'm referring to occasional exposure to poor quality air from wildfire smoke far away. I'm not referring to how to approach things if you're right next to the fire. Wildfire air pollution and PM 2.5. A raging wildfire fueled by dry conditions and strong winds, sends billowing plumes of smoke into the atmosphere. This smoke isn't just a nuisance, it's a complex mixture of gases and fine particles that can have a significant impact on air quality both locally and hundreds and even thousands of miles away. The primary concern regarding wildfire smoke is something known as PM 2.5. This term refers to particulate matter that measures less than 2.5 micrometers in diameter. For context, that's approximately 3% the diameter of a human hair. Their minuscule size allows these particles to stay afloat for long periods, infiltrating urban and rural areas alike. You might wonder, these particles are tiny. How much harm can they really do? Don't let their size fool you. PM 2.5 particles are so small they can bypass the body's natural defenses, infiltrating the deepest parts of your lungs and even entering your bloodstream. This can trigger a cascade of health issues, particularly affecting respiratory and cardiovascular systems. How PM 2.5 impacts your lungs. Wildfire smoke, rich in these PM 2.5 particles, is particularly problematic for people with pre-existing respiratory conditions 
such as asthma or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD. But even healthy people aren't immune to its effects. Exposure can lead to symptoms such as coughing, wheezing, shortness of breath, and chest pain. For people with asthma, exposure to PM2.5 particles from wildfire smoke can trigger asthma attacks, which are periods of severe or worsening asthma symptoms. These particles, once inhaled, can irritate the bronchial tubes, causing them to become inflamed and constricted. This leads to the typical symptoms of an asthma attack, wheezing, breathlessness, chest tightening, and coughing. Furthermore, PM2.5 can increase the severity of these attacks and reduce the efficacy of standard asthma medications. For those with COPD, a disease characterized by long-term damage to the lungs that results in reduced airflow, PM2.5 exposure poses a serious threat. The tiny particles can worsen the chronic bronchitis component of COPD, leading to an increase in mucus production and inflammation in the airways. This can exacerbate COPD symptoms like shortness of breath, frequent coughing with and without mucus, wheezing, and chest tightness. In severe cases, it may lead to exacerbations or flare-ups, which are periods of intense and often sudden worsenings of symptoms. These can be life-threatening and require hospitalization. Both asthma and COPD are chronic conditions that can significantly impact your quality of life. Their management often involves avoiding triggers that could worsen symptoms or cause flare-ups, which makes wildfire smoke particularly problematic for people with these conditions. The effects of PM2.5 aren't limited to your lungs. These tiny particles can also wreak havoc on your vascular system. How PM2.5 impacts your blood vessels. When PM2.5 particles are inhaled, they don't just irritate the respiratory tract. Their minuscule size allows them to infiltrate deep into your lungs and make their way into your bloodstream. Once inside your blood vessels, they can instigate a series of harmful effects on the cardiovascular system. These particles can induce oxidative stress and inflammation in the blood vessels, disrupting their normal function. This can lead to endothelial dysfunction, a condition where the inner lining of the small arteries fails to function normally, which is a key early step in the development of atherosclerosis, or hardening of the arteries. Exposure to PM2.5 has also been linked to alterations in heart rate and heart rate variability, which can increase the risk of heart arrhythmias, or abnormal heart rhythms. Moreover, long-term exposure to these particles can lead to an increase in blood pressure, which is a significant factor for heart disease. Research has consistently shown a correlation between PM2.5 exposure and higher risk of cardiovascular events, including heart attacks and strokes. Other sources of PM2.5 PM2.5 is not exclusive to wildfire smoke. In fact, these tiny particles are a common component of air pollution from a variety of sources. Here's a breakdown of where you might encounter them. 1. Urban air pollution. In urban areas, PM2.5 is a significant co contributor to the haze often associated with air pollution. Power plants, particularly those burning fossil fuels, are a significant source as well. 2. Residential combustion. In many parts of the world, biomass and coal burning for cooking and heating in homes produces PM2.5. This is a significant concern in developing countries where these practices are common. 3. 
Tobacco smoke. Both first and secondhand tobacco smoke contain high levels of PM 2.5. It's one of the reasons why indoor smoking is such a health hazard. 4. Dust and construction sites. Dust from construction sites, roads, and agricultural activities can contribute to PM 2.5 levels, particularly in dry, windy conditions. And 5. Indoor sources. Even within your home, PM 2.5 can be generated by cooking, especially frying, burning candles or incense, and even some types of heating. Being aware of these sources of PM 2.5 is crucial in taking steps to reduce your exposure, particularly if you live in an area where these activities are prevalent. Wildfire smoke versus cigarette smoking. When we think of inhaling harmful smoke, many of us instinctively picture the negative effects of tobacco. Cigarette and cigar smoke are well-known health hazards, packed with a lethal cocktail of chemicals that can harm nearly every organ in the body. But how does tobacco smoke stack up against the smoke produced by wildfires? Both tobacco smoke and wildfire smoke contain PM 2.5, but the concentrations differ significantly. When we talk about PM 2.5 concentration, we often refer to micrograms, one millionth of a gram per cubic meter of air. This is a standard unit for measuring air pollution. One cigarette produces about 10 to 14 milligrams of PM 2.5. That's 10,000 to 14,000 micrograms, all concentrated in a small volume of air. To create a more concrete image, if all the smoke from one cigarette were spread evenly across a 10 by 10 by 10 foot room, or about 28 cubic meters, the PM 2.5 concentration would be 350 to 500 micrograms per meter cubed. That's in just one room from one cigarette. In reality, the smoke doesn't disperse evenly and people often smoke more than one cigarette daily, leading to much higher local concentrations. When the air quality index, or AQI, for PM 2.5 is between 100 and 200, this corresponds to a PM 2.5 concentration between 35.5 and 55.4 micro, micrograms per meter cubed. This is less than the concentration in the room with a single cigarette, and the AQI of 100 to 200 is considered unhealthy for sensitive groups, to unhealthy for everyone. So, being in a room with a smoker causes you to inhale about 10 times as much PM 2.5 as being outside on the occasional day when the air quality index is 100 to 200 due to wildfires from Canada or California. I bring up this point because it's well known that when smokers stop smoking, they can usually restore most of their lung health that's been damaged from daily exposure to cigarette smoke. We should then expect that people will quickly recover from the effects of occasional exposure to polluted air from wildfire smoke. Of course, you can still do much to improve your recovery or reduce your exposure, which I'll cover in the rest of this article. Tools for combating wildfire air pollution at home. Just as wildfires are inevitable in certain ecosystems, exposure to some level of wildfire smoke may be an unavoidable reality for many people. However, there are tools and strategies you can employ to reduce your exposure at home. 
Air purifiers. Air purifiers equipped with high efficiency particulate air, or HEPA, filters are a potent weapon against PM2.5. They work by forcing air through a fine mesh that traps harmful particles such as PM2.5, dust, pollen, and pet dander. When choosing a purifier, it's essential to get one designed for the size of the room where it will be used. Furnace filters. Upgrading your furnace filter to a high efficiency type can help reduce indoor PM2.5 levels. These filters, often rated with an MERV or minimum efficiency reporting values of 13 or higher, can capture airborne particles, including PM2.5. However, you must ensure your system can handle such filters, which can restrict airflow and strain the equipment. Ventilation. When the air quality outside is good, ventilate your home to exchange indoor air with outdoor air. This can help reduce pol pollutant levels indoors. However, when wildfire smoke is prevalent, it's best to keep your doors and windows closed to prevent outside smoke from entering. Ceiling leaks. Small gaps and cracks in the structure of your home can allow outdoor air and PM2.5 to seep in. Sealing these leaks with weather stripping or caulk can improve your home's ability to keep out fine particles. Indoor air quality monitors. These devices can measure the level of PM2.5 in your home, letting you know when levels are high and when you need to take action. Supplements and oils to reduce the impact of wildfire air pollution. For most people, the long-term risk of occasional exposure to air pollution is low, but that doesn't mean you won't benefit from supporting yourself with natural products. The following are supplements and essential oils that can help protect you from the negative effects of PM2.5. Supplements. Vitamin C. As an antioxidant, vitamin C helps protect the body against the damage caused by free radicals, unstable molecules that can damage the cells in your body. These free radicals can be produced in large amounts when your body is exposed to PM2.5. Moreover, vitamin C plays a crucial role in maintaining the health of your lungs and airways, especially during exposure to pollution. In a study published in Epidemiology, a diet high in antioxidants, particularly vitamin C, was found to be beneficial in reducing the effects of air pollution in the elderly. Vitamin E. Similar to vitamin C, vitamin E acts as a powerful antioxidant that can protect your body's cells against damage from free radicals. It is particularly protective for your lungs and has been associated with better lung function. In a study published in The Lancet, Adults with higher dietary intakes of vitamin E had a slower decline in lung function over time. Omega-3 fatty acids. These essential fatty acids have potent anti-inflammatory properties and can potentially offset the inflammatory effects of PM2.5. Omega-3 fatty acids have been linked to improvements in heart and lung health. A study published in the Journal of the American College of Nutrition found that dietary supplementation of omega-3 fatty acids could help decrease inflammation in the body caused by PM2.5 exposure. N-acetylcysteine, or NAC. NAC is an antioxidant supplement that is often used as a medication for diseases like chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD, and to thin mucus in the airways. In a study published in the European Respiratory Journal, NAC was found to reduce symptoms and exacerbations in COPD symptoms. 
It can also enhance the production of glutathione, a powerful antioxidant in the body, aiding in the body's defense against damage from PM 2.5. Essential oils. Eucalyptus. This essential oil is commonly used for respiratory benefits. A primary component of eucalyptus oil, 1,8-cenol, has been found to exhibit anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects, which can be beneficial for lung health. A study published in the Respiratory Medicine showed that 1,8-cenol in eucalyptus oil could help to reduce inflammation and mucus in the airway, which may be particularly beneficial during exposure to PM 2.5. Peppermint. Peppermint essential oil is rich in menthol, a compound that can relax the muscles of the respiratory tract, making it easier to breathe. In a study published in the Journal of Ethnopharmacology, peppermint oil relaxed bronchial smooth muscles, showing it could aid in breathing during PM 2.5 exposure. Lavender. Lavender oil is known for its calming and relaxing properties, but it may also help support respiratory health. A study published in Life Sciences showed that lavender oil can suppress inflammation in the respiratory system, potentially mitigating the inflammatory effects of PM 2.5. Tea tree. Tea tree oil is known for its antimicrobial properties, but it may also offer respiratory benefits. A study published in Alternative Medicine Review indicated that inhaling tea tree oil could reduce the inflammatory response in the bronchial tract which could be helpful during PM 2.5 exposure. Lemon. Lemon essential oil is known for its refreshing scent, but it also has an antioxidant property that may be beneficial for respiratory health. Lemon essential oil has been shown to reduce stress and improve mood, which can indirectly support overall health during periods of poor air quality. Thyme. Thyme oil is another essential oil that supports respiratory system. Thyme oil is often used for its antimicrobial, antifungal, and antiviral properties. In addition, a study published in Planta Medica showed that thyme oil can relax tracheal muscles, aiding in easier breathing. Frankincense. Frankincense oil has been used traditionally for its antimicrobial and immune-boosting properties. A study published in the Journal of Molecular Medicine found that frankincense oil could suppress inflammation and support immune function potentially helping in mitigating the effects of PM 2.5. Remember, when using essential oils, it's important to dilute them properly, typically with a carrier oil like coconut oil. Always follow the instructions on your essential oils packaging and consult with a healthcare provider if you're unsure about how to use them. And use only the highest quality pure essential oils from brands that oversee the entire process, from the planting of the seed to the bottling of the finished product. Practical summary, should you avoid all outdoor activity when the air quality index exceeds 100? For most people, the answer is no. Occasional exposure will have little long-term effect on your health. However, for sensitive people, it's best to minimize your exposure while at the same time taking action to support your lung and vascular health. You can do so by using the right equipment in your home to purify the air, while using supplements and essential oils to fortify your body. Don't let mainstream media woo you into fear. Just use common sense and you'll be fine. Thanks again for listening. If you like this content, please leave a rating on the podcast platform you're using and pass it along to others who'd find it helpful. 
And if you're not already subscribed, be sure to subscribe to the Nicola newsletter, where I share a lot of other content you won't find on my site or podcast. Just go to tomnicola.com slash subscribe. Keep growing your faith, improving your fitness, and building fortitude.